Today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. God is good. He was good then and he's good now, hallelujah. God's goodness conveys his great love and his generosity toward his people. He's not just good sometimes, he's infinitely good, meaning all the time. And the Bible says he changes not. chapter 10 and verse 38, Peter makes this declaration, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. If you haven't highlighted that phrase, do so, underline it, mark it. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. If healing was not of God, then Jesus and God are in opposition. But the Bible says, while he was healing the sick, God was with him. God backed it. God ordained it. Why? Because it's his best for his people prosperity, and health. I think you ought to give the Lord a good shout if you believe it, praise God. Amen. Now, did you catch the phrase, healing all who were oppressed of the devil? Oppressed here implies burdened down psychologically, mentally, physically, and financially. Jesus went about healing all that were oppressed, burdened down psychologically, mentally, physically, and or financially. And notice also that by healing those who were experiencing this, then it was referred to as a manifestation of the goodness of God. Healing is a manifestation of the goodness of God. Prosperity is a manifestation of the goodness of God. Say it with me. Healing is a manifestation of the goodness of God. Prosperity is a manifestation of the goodness of God. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. That's what God wants to do for everybody in this room. Why? Because God is good. Amen. God is good. He was good then and he's good now. Hallelujah. God's goodness conveys his great love and his generosity toward his people. He's not just good sometimes, he's infinitely good, meaning all the time. And the Bible says he changes not. His goodness is without end. It's boundless. It's immeasurable by nature. He longs to bring joy and happiness and blessing and prosperity and divine health to all who love him. And I happen to be one who loves him. Anybody else in here love God today? First Chronicles 16, 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. 
for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Psalm 145, verse 9, the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Psalm 33, 5, the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 34, 8, oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5, be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. Nahum chapter 1, verse 7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. Everywhere this says God is good, then praise God, you dare to believe it. Amen. No matter what anybody else says, I don't know where they're getting their inspiration, but the Bible and its authors are getting their inspiration from God. Amen. Somebody said, well, brother so-and-so said, well, I'm not going to base my faith on what brother so-and-so said. I'm going to base my faith on what Brother David said, what Brother John said, what Brother Paul said. Amen. They were inspired by God. And some other brothers are not necessarily inspired by God. God never runs out of goodness. Never runs out of goodness. Exodus 34, 6. The Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Abundant. Everybody say abundant. abundant. The little word for abundant is overflowing and running over. God is abundant in goodness. He overflows with goodness. You know, this is probably not the best example I can come up with, but it's all I can think of at the moment. How many of you have seen that commercial, that little Pillsbury Doughboy? And you touch him and he giggles. God is overflowing with goodness. You get close to him and it overflows on you. He giggles. <laughs> Amen. There's still plenty of goodness for everybody in this room and everybody in the world. God will never run out of goodness. Now, you remember what the Lord said to us, that it would be a year of abundant overflow. And then later, the Lord said to me that it would be a year of an unprecedented outpouring of the goodness of God. An unprecedented outpouring of the goodness of God, meaning even though you've already experienced God's goodness in many ways, what you're about to, uh, what, what's about to take place, you've never experienced before. Not quite like this. An unprecedented outpouring of the goodness of God. And that includes prosperity, and health. Now, why don't we, you know, Justin preached a marvelous message this morning and talking about God doing great things. And I heard him mention the word several times, expect, expectant. What are you expecting this year? Because it's a proven fact you get exactly what you expect. If you expect to stay the same, then you'll stay the same. If you expect to increase, then it's highly probable you'll increase. If you expect to go to another level in prosperity, then it's highly probable you will. If you expect to have better health this year, then it's highly probable you will. You get what you expect. Amen. I'm expecting 
an unprecedented outpouring of the goodness of God. Amen. I'm going to say it again. I'm expecting an unprecedented outpouring of the goodness of God. Now, God's already been good to me. Oh, has he ever been good to me? But I haven't seen it all yet, and neither have you. And according to the scripture, it's being held in reserve. And I believe it's being held in reserve for a specific generation that will be on planet earth just before the appearing of the Lord. And I have reason to believe that's us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, one of the reasons why I was impressed to have this meeting, this special meeting this weekend with me preaching in this service and Brother Richard Roberts preaching tonight is because of this prophetic word, an unprecedented outpouring of the goodness of God. There are many of you in here and people watching by way of internet, people that will be watching uh, later down the road when it's continually aired that need healing in their body. And many that are believing for prosperity. The Bible says in the 16th chapter of Mark, after Jesus sent the disciples out, he said they went everywhere, preaching everywhere, God working with them and confirming the word with signs following. God always confirms the word with signs following. He doesn't confirm tradition. He doesn't confirm religious tradition. He confirms his word with signs following. So I'm expecting him to do just that because I'm anointed to preach the gospel. He sent me. He sent Richard to preach the gospel. And the gospel is good news. Now, I have been preaching, as most of you well know, I've been preaching with Kenneth Copeland for over 50 years. We've preached together all over the world, and we're still doing so. And he's told me numerous times that the strongest anointing that he notices on me is when I'm preaching on the laws, God's laws of prosperity and favor. Now, most of you are aware that Richard Roberts is the son of Oral Roberts, and Oral Roberts had a strong anointing on his life and ministry for healing and miracles. God raised him up and said, take healing to your generation. And that's exactly what he did. And now his son, Richard, who is with us today and will be with us tonight, has that same anointing on him and is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. We've talked about this. Now, he operates in it a little differently than his father did. Back in Brother Robert's day, uh, God anointed his right arm, his right hand. And, and he felt as though he had to get his right hand on you for you to receive that anointing that was on him. And he laid his hands on, what, two million people at least during those years of those large tent crusades. And I still watch films of those old crusades. 
And sometimes I, I, I wind up in tears just watching the anointing and watching the miracles that took place. Amen. Now, Richard operates somewhat differently. He brings healing or God brings healing through him by word of knowledge. You know, I, I studied under T.L. Osborne's ministry when I began to launch out into world evangelism. In the early days of my ministry, I would go to Tulsa. Uh, T.L. Osborne's office headquarters were in Tulsa. He also had a museum there. And before I ever met Brother Osborne, I would go to his ministry headquarters and I would ask the people there, surely all these crusades that Brother Osborne has done were, were on, uh, they were recorded. You've got them on film. Yes. I said, is it possible for me to watch some of them? And, and they allowed me to do that. And I watched. Now, Brother Osborne, he had thousands and thousands of people in an open-air crusade. I mean, just as far as you could see, people. And I don't remember watching one film where he laid hands on anybody. But he had mass healings. And he would say, just before he got ready to minister healing, if Jesus is indeed alive today, then let him do again what he did before they crucified him. And boy, the miracle working power would flow. The anointing would flow. And I'm telling you, the miracles that would take place, the anointing would be like waves on the ocean. It'd just run through that crowd. Amen. I, I learned what I know about world evangelism from Brother Osborne. And then later when I had the privilege of meeting him and spending time with him, I, I, I got to tell him that everything I've done, particularly in Africa, I based it on what I learned from your ministry. So he was one of my mentors. Amen. But he had mass healings and very seldom ever touched anybody. Brother Roberts touched them. Brother Hagen quite often touched them. When I started out in ministry, I touched them. But there are different administrations. One man told me years ago, uh, and I knew his father. He was a very successful businessman. But after his father died, uh, the businesses that the, the family owned, they were, they were going down the tubes. And the son, the oldest son, took over the businesses. And he told me one time, he said, he said, uh, the businesses are going down the tube. And he said, and I got your book on from devastation to restoration. He said, I'm, I, I've read it three times now. That book's about this thick. He said, I've read it three times now. And he said, and I'm telling you, Jerry Seville, God's going to bring me out of this. And when he does, I'm going to bless your ministry big time. Now, this, this was a family that was accustomed to wealth. They were affluent in this city. And uh, they were partners with many ministries. But now they're, they're suffering financially and about to lose it all. And it wasn't long after that we received in our ministry a check for $250,000. And the note, God has turned it around. And then sometime later we received another check for $300,000. Yeah. 
God's still turning it around. Before that man went home to be with the Lord, he had put, and one time, he put a million dollars, all at one time. Oh, man. I looked at that check. I couldn't even talk in English anymore. Hallelujah. <laughs> a million dollars. But before he went home to be with the Lord, over a period of time, he had put $2.1 million in our ministry. Going from losing it all. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Now, the Bible says in Acts chapter 14, verses 8 through 10, Paul is preaching and there was a man who heard Paul preach and it says Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. Now, how did this faith to be healed come into this man? Well, it's very clear. He heard Paul preach. He heard Paul preach. And what does the Bible say? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're listening to me this morning, then it is quite possible that God is increasing your faith for prosperity. He's increasing your faith for healing. Hallelujah. How many of you could use some more prosperity? Anybody in here could use some more better health? <laughs> Amen. Then why don't we do it the Bible way? Here, let faith come. And then Jesus said, be it unto thee according to thy faith. Here, let faith come and be it unto thee according to thy faith. Amen. Amen. Receiving from God is not hard. Religion makes it hard. Here. Amen. What's next? Come on, say it out loud. I'm kind of getting the feeling where Justin said, say your name this morning. <laughs> and nobody was saying their name. He said, do you know your name? <laughs> Now, I just, I just told you, I want you to repeat it. What happened? He heard Paul preach, and then what happened? Faith came, and then what happens? Be it unto thee according to your faith. Say it again. Hear. So lift your hands right now and say, be it unto me. According to my faith, I have faith for prosperity. I have faith for healing. I receive it and give the Lord a great shout for it. Hallelujah. I like how the message translation reads here. It says, the man was ripe for God's work. <laughs> the man was ripe for God's work. I, I, I've had that happen many times while I was preaching, and it's almost like you could see the light turn on. Yeah. Now, you know, when I was growing up, particularly when I, I was born in Mississippi on a farm in a very rural area, and, and when Grandpa finally got lights in the house, electricity in the house, we didn't have it at first, but when he got electricity in the house, 
you had to pull the string. How many of you remember that? You had to pull the string. And the light came on. And Grandpa, he was so miserly. <laughs> he, he thought every time we pulled that string and the light came on, it was, it was burning money up. <laughs> Sometimes I'd be in when we finally got the restroom in the house. Any of you remember outhouses? Oh, that's what I grew up in, outhouse. Well, I didn't grow up in the outhouse, but, <laughs> but we had one. We had one when I was growing up. <laughs> and then when, we, when, when, when Grandpa finally put, you know, toilet facilities in the house, now we had a shotgun house. You could stand at the front door and look all the way through the other end of the house. And then there were rooms on each side, you know. And when he finally put the toilet facilities in the house and we got those lights, pulled the string, I'd go in there to use the toilet. I didn't have to go to the outhouse anymore. And I'm in there, and the lights would go out. I said, Grandpa, I'm not done yet. He said, boy, you're burning up money. You're staying in there too long. Well, I ain't done yet. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but I ain't poor no more. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I like this. He says, this man was ripe for God's work. Amen. If you hear the word, mix your faith with it then be it unto thee according to your faith. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. The apostle Paul quoting David said in 2 Corinthians 4, 13, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. So one of the primary ways that we release our faith is by words. We speak it. Amen. So I want to challenge you as you're leaving this place this morning, on your way to the car, on your way to the restaurant, on your way home, speak the word. Speak the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Many times when I'm preaching this way, and I have time in meetings outside, um, I will lay hands on every person in the building. And I've done it with as many as 5,000 people. Laid hands on them and, and, and prayed for prosperity. Now, we don't have time to do that this morning, but I want to read a prayer that I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to pray it this morning. And if T.L. Osborne could have mass miracles without laying hands on anybody, then why can't we have mass prosperity? Amen. Amen. Now, let me read these verses first. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence 
that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And we know that if he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we've desired of him. So notice we have confidence that if we ask anything according to his will, then he hears us. And we know that his word reveals his will. Therefore, we must always base our prayer on what we see in his word. Uh, this last couple of weeks on my special uh, program, Back to the Basics, I've been teaching on the basics of prayer, and I've been talking about how we make God's word his part of our prayer life. Amen. Because if you are praying according to the word, then you're never going to pray amiss. You're never going to pray out of order, so to speak. Making God's word his part of our prayer life. So with this in mind, what does these words say? I don't have time to read all the scriptures, but just one. Psalm 35, 27. And once again, it reveals God's best for our lives. Let those who favor my righteous cause shout for joy and be glad. Let them say continually. Let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Hallelujah. Are you ready for more of God's goodness and favor? Begin expecting the God of more than enough to show himself strong on your behalf. Today's special offer, the Abundant Overflow Package, contains Jerry Savelle's three-part CD series, The Life of Faith, his new CD series, Hate That's the Favor of God, and his inspiring book, Living God's Abundant Overflow. In this package, Jerry teaches how to operate in real Bible faith, how to press into God's promises, what a lifestyle of faith looks like, and why many don't experience God's favor. Don't limit God or hold back any longer. Discover how you can expand your faith and see God's abundant overflow in your life. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Abundant Overflow Special Package. Discover the practical information you need to lay hold of all God has for you. Order now and begin to receive more of God's goodness and favor. Thank you everyone for joining us today on Adventures in Faith. It's been a joy and it's been a blessing to be able to share the Word of God with you. And I'm believing that each and every time you watch our broadcast that your faith is going to go to another level. We've been talking about living in God's abundant overflow. That's the title of my newest book. And I want to encourage you to get this in your home. And I know that the moment you begin to read it, you're not going to be able to put it down. It's such a powerful book. And then right along with it, The Life of Faith, three CDs talking about the life of faith. I've been living by faith for 52 years. I know a little bit about it. And I know that these messages will enable you to develop a strong, uncompromising faith. And then one of my newest series entitled, Hey, That's the Favor of God. The Lord told me years ago, every time you experience the favor of God, stop right then and say out loud, Hey, that's the favor of God. And if you'll do that, then you'll begin to expect it to show up in your life more and more. So if you'd like these resources, go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or the information should be on your screen. Order them right away. 
And we look forward to sharing again with you next week on Adventures in Faith. And remember, until then, your faith will overcome the world.